Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code CHAMPION and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Remember to use code CHAMPION and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets If you don't win your first bet, place your money line, prop, or parlay bets with the king of sportsbooks today. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotion, promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C. If you're a woman over 40 dealing with hot flashes, insomnia, brain fog, moodiness, or weight gain, you don't have to accept it as just another part of aging. The experts at Midi Health know all these symptoms can be connected to the hormonal changes of menopause. And Midi can help with safe, effective, FDA-approved solutions covered by insurance. 91% of Midi patients get relief from symptoms within just two months. Book your virtual visit today at joinmidi.com. Hello. Hi. Hi. Hello. Hi. Testing. 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 One, two, three. Boner. I don't know shit about fuck. I like sucking, but I ain't gay. Legit fat. Welcome to Costco. I love you. There we go. Boom. Welcome back to Legit Bat. We are here once again. I'm Joe. If you don't listen, Jen's with me. Hello. Say it louder so it picks up on the Hello. Mic. There we go. Now you're overmodulated. Awesome. So we got Binkley here tonight from the Propaganda Report. Mouse sperm. <laughs> and that's a classic that I, I stole from him and he knows it. And then they did this one for me on purpose. Taint agent. Yay. Thanks, guys. I had to fix that one a little bit. But yeah, uh, if you haven't heard of Propaganda Report, go check out the show. Uh, everything Prop Report is at PropagandaReport.com. And you can find Binkley at Freedom Act Radio on Twitter. And Monica's at Monica Perez Show. I think that's about it. Binkley will correct me if there's anything else. But also guest hosting tonight is Shane from Anusome Pod. Shane, what's up, dude? What's going on, y'all? Sorry, my dog. Shane wrote us a sweet song. Yeah, it happens. Oh, also, yeah. The end of the show, for the audio listeners, I'm going to play this uh, rap that Shane made starring Jay Hennehan from How to Kill a Sacred Cow. So it's hilarious. Stick around to the end. He's got some sound clips at the end and shit. It's fucking great. So thanks for doing that, dude. Appreciate it. Fuck you. Listener art. We got somebody making songs. Got a custom artwork in the background here. It's fucking awesome. Anyway, well, I guess we'll bring Binkley in. He was a little bit late, sorry for the live listeners, but he had to wash his stank ass before he came on the show, which is good, and we thank you for that. Yes. What's up, yes, Binkley? Uh, I'm glad to be here. I did, have to, I did have to get clean. Had I known, I would have dropped mushrooms. If I was aware of the backgrounds I was going to be getting, I would have been really into it. I, I was looking at the background on Shane's side over there, and I was just starting to spin. It felt great. It looks amazing. Hey, it's not too late, dude. Go grab, some, go grab those things. <laughs> Yeah, I'd have to pick them out of my yard, and I was told not to eat those. 
Yeah, that's yeah. Uh, we have a, a ton of mushrooms in our yard right now, and they. I'm not taking the chance, even though the the app said that no, they're good. I'm like, no. no. <laughs> oh, there's an app to kind of like identify them. Yeah, yeah. That's these mushrooms are taking over our yard too. So these mushrooms grew in a half circle around the front of our yard, from the sidewalk up to the front of the house, and then back down. The trip. And in front of where they grew. The grass is growing in anticipation of them being there super tall. And behind where they were, the grass is all completely dead. So it's starting to look like someone did like a, I don't know, a burnout in our fucking front yard. Yeah, awesome. I wonder Very if from rings. the sky it spells eat me. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I remember the first time I saw a bunch of mushrooms in the yard. It was, I mean, just really uh, as an adult, because I, I don't ever remember. I'm sure I saw it before as a kid, but when I noticed it. I was like, holy cow, free drugs all over the yard. Yeah. And then I texted them to my friends who are a little more knowledgeable on drugs than I am. And they said, don't eat those, dude. You'll get really sick. Nah, yeah, dude. It's your trip so hard. Yeah. Some that uh, taste like steak or meat or something. There's a couple that will kill you instantly. And other ones give you a boner. Well, no, I actually don't know if that's true. but <laughs> And they all kind of look the same. That's fine. Yeah. Well, there's all the boners or all you... mushrooms. Drink the reindeer piss. Just all the poisonous mushrooms. Poisonous <laughs> mushrooms and regular mushrooms look the same. There's usually like a type of mushroom that's edible and a type yeah. of one that's poisonous that looks almost exactly like it. That's God's yeah. dirty trick. Yeah, it's mean. Anyway, Binkley, so what have you been <laughs> yeah. talking about on your show lately? Uh, again, like I said, for people who don't know, Propaganda Report is the preeminent spot to get your news in an unbiased opinion. Well, might be a little biased, but it's because we're smart. So. <laughs> So yeah, tell, I think tell it's biased against trusting and... the, the news is probably what it's most biased against. Yeah, exactly. What they say. We can all uh, agree with that, I think. So, so I, I do want to say first before I tell you what I've been talking about, that I'm glad you did catch that drop we did for you guys specifically. We, we didn't tell you that. We were like, we, let's see if they get it. And you guys did pick it up. And I love the mouse sperm, the mouse sperm drop. Mouse sperm specifically, I, I don't know personally. I don't have much experience with it. Not much anyway. But on the news... <laughs> What I've been talking about is just, uh, it's, you can't tell reality from parody now. It's really, it's impressive how serious they can deliver some of these just ridiculous stories. And I think that from a broad perspective, and I've been kind of trying to relate it back to this, that you can pretty much work every story that you see that gets repeated anyway by the mainstream media. You can see how that is fitting the great narrative reset agenda that they are trying to push. I think they're doing it unsuccessfully, but that they're going to keep trying and keep adjusting to push because everything always kind of relates back to that. Or, or if it doesn't work the first time, they'll change it up. They'll break it up, and then they'll talk, call it the Inflation Reduction Act. And it's like, oh, wow, no idea. That's Build Back Better, Climate Change, Klaus Schwab Act. So, so they do all these little tricks in the news, and even the most obscure stories, I think, one way or another, you can see either the, the Great Reset or the ESG portion of the Great Reset, Environmental, Social Governance, Social Credit Score Standard, come through. So like a lot of stories, the sto there'll be the story, and then there'll be what everybody focuses on, which is what are the business leaders in America saying about this story as though they are supposed to say something about it. They have to say something about it. They are not allowed to remain neutral, which that's, that's when you know you're in, in the midst of a psychological operation propaganda campaign. When neutrality is, is made the enemy and made evil, and they try and make it impossible and demonize anybody who would prefer to take that stance. And we see these you know, Walmart CEOs, CEOs, whoever, coming out and for some reason making political statements about abortion, about Russia and Ukraine and whatever else, statements that cause them to lose 
like thousands and thousands of customers and they seem to be going against their best interests, their bottom line. But the reality is they're banking on not having to count on that bottom line, that revenue, because they're banking on pumping that ESG score up and getting that ESG BlackRock money, which is the biggest funder of ESG companies on the planet. And almost every time when I see a company do that, make a statement, I go, I wonder what their ESG score is. And I wonder if BlackRock's funding them. And 100% of the time, BlackRock has been funding the companies that make these statements when you hear them in the news every freaking time. That was a lot, but uh, I was just on my mind. No, I love it. I know you've been really getting your panties in a wad about Stacey Abrams and that. Oh, you're gonna just my samurai. I gotta protect myself, dude. I don't know if somebody might bust in right now the live stream. <laughs> that's what the nine mils for, son. Yeah. Oh. A, oh. So Stacey Abrams getting my panties. I thought her panties are those. It's take a big box to fill those. Oh. oh. I can't stand Stacey Abrams, all right? I really can't. And a lot of people don't like Stacey Abrams because of the presentation of herself. And she puts on giant, big purple outfits. She looks like the Kool-Aid man busting through a wall, just begging people to mock and make fun of her appearance. She has the you – know, te- I don't have great teeth. She's got the obvious what Michael Strayfield gap in her tooth. It's just like as a mirror image of Michael yeah. Strayfield. And she's got the hair and just the overall look where it makes you go, what's her sexuality? <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I hope, honestly, I hope that she is not a straight woman because I, I do feel for the man that she would kind of, you know, be be uh, in a relationship with because I don't think that man would have much yeah. say in absolutely anything at all. It'd be like a Stedman to Oprah, and he's, Oprah does go around with Stacey Abrams and knock on doors in, in Decatur, Georgia. Because can you imagine that? Somebody knocks at your door, you're having a beer, and you open the door, and it's Stacey Abrams and Oprah going, hey, did you register to vote? Let's drive you down to the precinct, and you can vote against uh, the Trumpian Republicans. I mean, they were literally, Abrams was literally driving people, her group, to the primaries to vote for Republicans. She's part of that whole operation to to fund those candidates, which I think they're doing that in part to make it seem like the candidates that are winning in the primaries are not legitimate. I think they want to – yeah, I don't think they want people to realize how many people agree with the, quote, Trumpian, the ones who question the election. So they're trying to say – blame it on the Democrats funding it. But Abrams makes me angry because she's personally done stuff. Like I revealed stuff about her when we were on WSB, and I looked deep into her history, the archives from the AJC from 1993 when she was in college, her parents' history – Goes, I mean, I found newspaper clippings and articles from like back in the 60s and 70s about her parents. They used to run with the – it wasn't the Black Panthers. It, it used to be the Black Panthers, the group they were in, and then they changed their name. I can't remember the new name, but it was a group that advocated violence. It was a group who Jesse Smollett's parents also ran in those same circles, and Stacey Abrams was trained by them. Stacey Abrams' father used to send her to do obvious – situations that would make her the victim regardless like you're going to be the victim here and then we're going to call out these people so that you can use this victim status to gain some sort of power you can see her dad training her to do that in these incidents they did from a young age like once she won a writing contest when she was in fifth grade and it was uh you earned a cash prize the kid that wins and so you had to go up to the school. This is according to Stacy. So Stacy tells these stories as part of her campaign and nobody nobody stops and says hey there's like a thousand holes in that story and the conclusion she drew that everybody's racist and she's been oppressed her whole life don't really make sense with what she's saying. And they don't even question it. So he sends her into the school to go pick up the cash prize for her writing award, right? She's like eight or nine at the time. And eight or nine-year-olds don't have driver's license or IDs. 
And when there's a cash prize involved, if a random kid walks in and says, hey, give me the money I won, I don't think it matters what race that kid is. I think you're going to ask for some sort of verification that they're who they say they are. But her dad sent her, yeah, sent her in on purpose, knowing that they wouldn't know who she was, knowing that they would ask her to prove it, and then they could turn around and accuse them of oppression and racism and not wanting to give her the cash prize that she won because she's black. And there's historically her whole life, that's how she's gained power, that's how she's moved up, is by losing, victimizing herself, and then calling out racism and oppression. And the reality is that she's been accepted to the most exclusive schools in the world, the most exclusive activist training programs in the world, the most exclusive like internships and stuff. She's been accepted into stuff that none of us could even get a sniff of ever. She's one of the most privileged people you're ever going to meet, and she's playing uh, an oppressed individual who represents the, the minorities who feel the pain of oppression, and it's one of the biggest lies I've ever seen. And when I revealed her burning of the flag stunt that she did in 1993 on WSB when she was in college, the group that she founded in college at Spelman University, which, where, is, which is where Michelle Obama's kids are going. I wonder if Stacy will be their mentor. They were the ones that led the violent riots after the Rodney, the Rodney King riots in Georgia, and they destroyed that entire town surrounding Spelman. Now, she claims she was just leading the march, but when you look at the actual group that she founded, and she is credited with founding, she does interviews claiming to have founded a number of times in AJC articles between like 93 and 95, and then you read what the activities that group is involved in, they train their members to be violent. They advocate you know, do what it takes, the ends justify the means. And then Stacy, once she got a little bit of fame from, I can't remember what it was she did. I think she gave a speech at the 50th uh, March on Washington. Is it, yeah, I th- yeah, is. she gave a speech when she was like 20 at that. And that kind of got her a, a job, an intern in a political office in Georgia. I can't remember who the politician was. But she then separated herself from that group because she wanted to distance herself from their violent tactics. Yet she's the one who founded the group. And she's just a very peaceful, loving Tall woman who I would pick first every time if I were picking a football team. Nope, she'd be my first pick. Basketball also. But she is not who she says she is. She claims to want to help black people, want to help poor people. The reality is, in 1995, when she was a lawyer for the city of Atlanta, I think it was 1995. No, it was 2005, I think. Yeah, 2005. Lawyer for the city of Atlanta, she wrote a law that was protested and decried by civil rights activists as criminalizing poverty. They, they were totally against it. She wrote the law. The law got passed in Georgia. Three years later, based on the law that Stacey Abrams wrote, a bunch of Georgia Bureau of Investigation people put on Hawaiian shirts. They went over to the Martas, acted like they were tourists getting off, baiting panhandlers and homeless people. It's a panhandling law. And once the panhandlers came up to them and asked them for money because they thought they were tourists, they rounded them up and they put them in jail. Uh, and the sentence was $1,000, something that most of them could not cover, which meant they ended up in the system for years, could possibly still be in the system. Fast forward to her governor run in 2018, and she runs on a platform of decriminalizing poverty, the opposite of what she did. So yeah, she pisses me off. She's like my arch rival. Even though she has no idea who I am, she's my arch rival. Hey, she might end up knowing who you are. Get the right tweet out there, you know, like Cam did. I mean, I do not want her to know who I am, dude. If she catches me, there's no telling what skeletons are in her basement. You know what she is? Have you guys seen Daredevil on Netflix? No. No. Is that the old one? The one that, yeah, from a few years ago. There's So Daredevil and Kingpin. Kingpin is the guy from... um, I can't remember his name. You would know him. You would recognize me, him. But he's a big dude, bald head. He can just whoop people's ass, and he takes Very over the prudent. city. Yeah. And Stacey Abrams is the kingpin of Atlanta. 
I think she is the, the kingpin. He's very, he tries to be super sweet, a little awkward socially, and Stacey Abrams is. But behind closed doors, she's smashing people's heads into car doors and murdering them because they looked at her wrong. I'm just speculating. I don't know that for a fact. No, you're probably not far off. Uh, what is what exactly is her like uh, goal for the future? Like, is she running for anything? How is she still relevant? Yeah, dude, I'm glad you say that. So I was actually looking at her platform. She's running for um, governor again. And, you know, I think she could have a chance of winning this time. I, my position before has always been, I don't think she's going to win because her entire career has been built on losing and then playing the victim and saying that it was systemic racism that caused her to lose. And so yeah, if you win, it's hard to say that. But we do see that she wants to run for president, and I think she has to win one in order to run for president. So I think she could win here so that she can run for president in 2024. Running for president? That's more retarded than uh, Liz Cheney running, running for president. Dude, yeah, the Liz Cheney thing is so to. funny to me. Uh, she gets beat by a historic number. Nobody's been beaten that bad in like 60 years as bad Humble. as Liz Cheney's gotten beaten. And that's just evidence that she would be a good opponent to Trump. What a joke. So um, Stacy's <laughs> education program is that she wants to take your children from birth to career, basically. She advocates go live your dream. Pop your baby out. Give me your baby. I, I don't know that I'd do that. Give me your baby, and then I'm going to raise them at these government-funded public education places where they will indoctrinate your child. They will take control of your child, and it's like a cradle-to-career type thing where they just tell you, you know what? You don't need the burden of that child. We will give you money, and we'll let you go live your dream, and let us worry about your child. And, and that's a dangerous communist society type of tactic right there. It's already pretty much like that. I mean, but is she just trying to take it to the next level? Like <laughs> she wants it like out, I like I think she wants to deliver the babies and leave the hospital with them, basically. Oh, that makes sense actually because then she can go eat them or whatever she does with them. Yeah, yeah, who knows. <laughs> she probably eats so, every yeah. one. She needs to get the army too. Well, yeah, you don't want to make it obvious. She can eat all of them. Yeah. Right. Like so that's where her activists come from though. Extract the adrenochrome or can you just like Right. Can you keep them alive and get the benefits of the adrenochrome at the same time? It's a great question. I'm sure Klaus Schwab has a, a scientist working on it. Yeah, like a vampire. You just have a little nibble, but then you still have the rest of the bag of Skittles so that nobody knows that you took anything <laughs> yeah, out of it. Yeah, there you go. I mean, maybe yeah. that's what the COVID shot is. That's just some sort of test to see uh, who they can extract adrenochrome from. If the mRNA does something to maybe, I don't know. The COVID shots are, you know, I just, I'm just glad Jill Biden has like 80 of them. Otherwise, she would be a little bit sicker right now. <laughs> so we didn't touch on a whole lot of politics mostly because i get all of my political news from you guys and uh <laughs> cnn of course i love cnn i love your all clips by the way that you guys play like the audio clips and stuff like that i think those are great <laughs> i haven't uh yeah, yeah. kick ass <laughs> <laughs> but yeah so what do you think about the, the whole biden thing though because i don't really really talk besides you know making fun of biden uh i did we have a couple yeah. i can't find them now but we have a couple sound clips of him but Come on, man. Yeah. What do you think? Where is he? What's happening with him? What happens after the midterms? Do the midterms yeah. even fucking happen? Like, there's so yeah, many I ideas put around. I think that he, I could be wrong because it feels like that the media is, is pushing him out in a coordinated effort because during the best two weeks of his presidency, these past two weeks, I mean, this, everybody's been celebrating it. Very briefly, they've been celebrating it right before they've transitioned to talk about two toilets that Trump might have used and stuff papered down, literally showing Biden's great week, then let's cut to two toilets, an image, and a piece of paper stuck in a toilet. There's no context of where these toilets might be. They, they just tell us that it's proof that Trump destroyed evidence. I mean, You're it's in literally the, the inside of a toilet. And so I think that Biden's getting pushed out, and 
My prediction when he got elected, I'm going to stick with it, was that he's going to be done in two years after the midterms. I think they're going to – they could use a number of things. Maybe it's a combination of things that they say that they help to get him out, 25th Amendment, a health scare, whatever. But I'm really hoping – because this is the one I bet on early. I'm really hoping that it is Hunter Biden and the media uses Hunter Biden. Because initially I was like, you know, maybe they're not – exposing the hunter biden stuff in 2020 because they want to keep that in their pocket so they can then out him based on that later on and the davos agenda was based on so at davos they were like look this study that we've done these surveys we've done we found that the elites of the world are getting along and cooperating together more than ever before in history however at the same time the publics of the world have grown to distrust and hate the elites of the world even more and it's spreading in order to push this agenda the great reset agenda through we have to regain trust of the public through these institutions that we control them with the mainstream media the fbi all that other shit. and i think that the media could use a trick because they've been trying to do this trust building stuff like they fired brian stelter today and they they fired jeffrey tubin as though that makes you credible jeffrey tubin masturbates on camera in front of his co-workers cnn brings him back for a year as an expert legal analysis person and then they fire him i don't know that i'm going to give you a lot of credibility points there but they're trying to do that and we see this effort to rebuild trust i i hope that they do this i hope that they expose hunter biden and they claim credit for exposing hunter biden and they pressure biden to step down because of that and then i hope they celebrate as though they're the ones that did it. i would really like to see that hypocrisy well and then they're going to celebrate kamala as the first female president exactly that's how you you get her in yeah first female and black oh man right that's like if she wasn't the like the worst person in the world that would be okay i guess (laughs) You guys know her Knights Templar associations, maybe stuff, right? Have I told you guys about? Oh that? yeah, I did. Yeah, yeah. I think we're, they were talking about that before the election. I remember Sweet. hearing about that. Yeah. And she's a vice president person. Yeah. I mean, they're all weird Knights Templar people. connections. Definitely, it's not surprising. Her husband is the cuckiest person you're ever going to see. He's if you look up cuck in the dictionary. Well, <laughs> he is he is the second gentleman, and he has embraced that role. There's absolutely no doubt about it. And I love how Kamala is treated as a motherly figure. I see articles that talk about moms referencing her sometimes. Like I saw this one article that was like, why it's good to have a mother's voice like Kamala's in the White House. And I'm like, Kamala married this guy like six years ago. His kids were already adults. She's not a mother. Oh, she didn't have any kids either? No, she's had no kids of her own. She's only, she's a stepmom. And when she married this guy, it was, I think, obviously a political move because she was about to be the vice president or run for president. Her kids were gra- already, one of them was graduating high school that same year. The others were in their 20s already. And they're calling her a mother. <laughs> I mean, you've heard some of the stupid shit that comes out of her mouth. I'm sure you've played some clips on your show, but the, you know, the significance of the passage of time, that whole bit. And then I, there was one the other day too. Do you, do you remember hearing that one? I can't remember what it was. I'd have know. to find it. She, she read, described her coat and said uh, she's a black woman wearing a brown. Oh, there's that too. Oh, no, yeah. when she gets on these weird subjects where she just says nothing for like 30 seconds straight, and it's absolutely nothing. I'll have to try to find a clip of it. It's it's fascinating, really. <laughs> I'd like to see that because they don't show a lot of Kamala. I was thinking the other day. I was like, I think I need to pay closer attention to her because she's doing something. She's dead. She's more coherent than joe so they certainly have her doing something they're just not exposing it as much in the media i think i found the clip let me see if this oh this is the passage of time one but is that a bulletproof vest you're wearing by the way 
Play carrier dog, yeah. Yeah, yeah. It looks good. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so I pulled this. We'll go on Give me 90 off. seconds. And oh, you fucker. It's always got to have ads. Hang on, let me mute it first. I'll reveal why oh, you that's not should mute. be... There, that's mute. There you go. Oh, it better. Oh, four, three, two, one, skip. Okay, here we go. Now watch this. 12 minutes down after the hour. Every time you see Kamala Harris speak, you wonder, can things get worse? The answer continues to be yes. Uh, she seems totally out of depth in almost every other issue, especially when she has to ad lib and talk from the heart or extemporaneously about the issue she should have thoroughly digested. This on the heels of news that she lost her 10th staffer who thought, there's got to be something better for me to do. Yeah, the 10th staffer quit Kamala's office. She's the latest to resign. She was her national okay, secretary. Okay, this is not what I'm looking for. Where is the fucking part where she makes an ass of herself? That's the one I want. She actually says things that people start... Dude. It's logic. Why can't they just... The governor and I, oh, we, we were all... Um, doing a tour of the library here and um, talking about the significance of the passage of time, right? The significance of the passage of time. So when you think about it, there is great significance to the passage of time in terms of what we need to do to lay these wires, what we need to do to create these jobs. And there is such great significance to the passage of time when we think about a day in the life of our children. Somebody Does that make any fucking sense? Yeah, what the fuck did what is there, what? Yeah, tell us a day in the life of your children that you met when they were already 18, 20 years old. We'd love to hear what that's like. I think what happened there was I think something happened right before she went out on stage that flustered her. And because she kind of gathered herself there at the beginning and she used that statement, the passage of time to reorient herself and keep herself, you know, focused from whatever, because it looked like something something was distracting her at the top of that, and I think that's why she's holding on to that phrase. Yeah, it's just, I mean, it, you can rag on her, but it's a lot easier to rag on Biden because everything he says is hilarious. Yeah, he's a white guy. Yeah, he's a straight white man, yeah, so he's okay. Totally. Yeah, he doesn't say anything, too. I, I think that stuff is like, it is fun to rag on, you know, but it's also like, it's so obvious that he – some people have said that he's acting, and my position has been for a while that he is either a really, really great actor or he's had, like, at least one stroke. Because <laughs> that's I, how I he behaves. Imagine. I'm not even trying to make fun of him for that because I've been around people after they've had, had strokes, and yeah. I'm sure there could be other things that cause it. But he is very much someone who is not there, or he needs to go to Hollywood right now because he'd make more money than president because that's a fantastic actor. So, like, yeah, they can control him like that. When someone is like that, if he really does have some problems he's had uh, mentally, then he's so easily controllable that perhaps maybe, I don't know, almost don't know why they would get him out unless they were, like, at the moment where it's, like, it's time to get rid of the white man and let's put Kamala in for that, that moment. But he's very controllable, not to mention that his son, this is just so... It's just really kind of crazy if you look at it from a distance how compromisable his son is. His son is in on videos where he's in a, a tank, an anti-gravity tank. Boner. At a yeah, at a wellness center with a boner, definitely with a boner, at a wellness boner. center, trying to help himself overcome addiction, and he's setting up a camera to film himself masturbating while he's smoking crack. Have you seen and, my wiener? Yeah, right. And, and what do we hear about Joe Biden when he passes things is, is he's brought respect and dignity back to the White House. His son is literally all over the Internet jerking it and getting high with hookers who are from Russia, who went on a bender with him and compromised him. I mean, it's unbelievable 
the how stupid they must think people are. And, and some people, they just accept it. They say, well, well, you know, it's fine. He wasn't the one we elected. So, you know, we didn't elect Hunter. I'm like, you are, right. you are blind. Can you imagine the, the flip side of that? If it was like Ivanka when Trump was in the White House, it would be yeah, all over that like flies on shit. I can Wait, imagine before that. Wait, before I grill you though, what, what were some of those, uh, you came up with great euphemisms for uh, oh, wax yeah, your yeah. candle. Yeah. Yeah, chalk in his pull stick. Like yeah, there's a lot of them. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I like yeah, distributing he, um, free literature, feeding the my, geese, my, throwing whiskers. <laughs> yeah, yeah. My favorite part of the video of him in the anti-gravity tank is that at some point in it, you hear someone cough in the background or clear their throat, and he kind of like turns his head like he's mad at them. And I was like, oh, my gosh, because it, it, that person was not like off in the distance. They were close by. I was like, that poor Secret Service agent who has been assigned to Hunter. How many times has he had to watch him smoke crack and masturbate? A lot, hold all the God. time. It'd probably hold the camera sometimes. I don't know what he did before there were cell phone cameras. He's got. He probably carries a tripod around with him or something. <laughs> like he's that weird where he would carry like a phone tripod around just to get the perfect angle of his ding dong. You know, I. He seems Dude, that. You might be right about that. I, I saw an article where part of this thing that he he wrote these notes in his laptop. Apparently, you know, the Russian disinformation laptop that you know we shouldn't even pay attention to he wrote some notes in there about how his, he va he sees his value in his penis and he <laughs> in the size of his penis the fuzzied out images on the in the videos they're they're they seem a little bit too big to be natural like somebody enhanced it a little bit yeah, a little Let's liberal just go ahead and put that yeah. totally and so he writes some stuff in there where he's talking about his dead brother's ex-wife his dead brother's wife that he was having an affair with and about how she knows that he values his penis so she intentionally penis. doesn't value his penis. It's just a weird like thing that he put in there. And so he wrote that he has this dysmorphia, and that's why he films himself all the time, because he's so worried about how his penis looks on camera. So you're actually exactly right that he's trying to get the right angle of his penis. <laughs> yeah. Where, where do you think, with uh, considering who his dad is, what do you think the odds are that he was molested when he was a kid? I'm going to say great. Because that seems like something that a molested odds. person would would do Ab absolutely there was a, a signing biden signed something the other day and lately after he signed something he's always very confused about whose hand to shake or where to look it's just yeah it's weird and he always very demonstrably puts his black mask on when nobody else around him has it but Where's after he signed home? something everybody's cheering and standing and if i'm joe people are around me and he's like this and, and there's a little girl there and the the table and the the thing he signed is here and everybody's looking at him and he's just going J just holding the stare on like this eight-year-old girl for about 30 seconds too long that it makes you wonder why no one came in there and, and broke that no one just like waved a hand in front and said snap out of it you old psycho it, it just, he was like he looked like he was like okay like he was about to eat this girl i think he probably You're absolutely not was secret service agents on this like hey if he starts staring at a little girl like go do Stop. something about that like, yeah i would hope so man because it, it it's either just very creepy and uncomfortable or they want it to be very creepy and uncomfortable so they can like move the overton window and what is acceptable in society what they can get away with almost it feels like that sometimes maybe he was staring at her like that for so long because he was having like several mini strokes in a row that's possible Isn't that what happens? yeah maybe he looked like he was aroused the way he looked to me and he 
The pic, you've seen the Everybody's seen the pictures of him kissing his granddaughters and everything. And I know some people do that. I know some people do mouth kisses and stuff like that. But they don't hold them as long as Joe holds them. Joe kind of oh, – yeah. it's an extended, a little bit too creepy, a little bit too long. I'm going to say if I had to bet, I would bet that Hunter had um, probably a disturbing childhood that he has probably passed on to others if I had to guess. They don't seem like good people to me. I mean, it seems like he's a crack smoking weirdo that walks around, you know, smashing his thing all the time on camera. That that's not something a normal person does. Not even a normal person on crack. I don't think. Right. I haven't well, literally. People yeah, yeah, right. Yeah. Yeah. Pay zero attention to politics like my mom who grew up in Delaware. And she's like, oh, yeah, Joe Biden's the president. Cool. I used to trick or treat at his house. Really? Ugh. Yeah. And she lived to tell the story that? about it. You know, he tried <laughs> a lot of those children. Well, I'm not sure if he was there. She said she never met him, but yeah, you know. yeah. So you do wonder what his actual Delaware Delaware roots that he talks about is. Is he truly the? Does he walk around Delaware and everybody says, hey, "There's Joe again. There's our buddy." Sounds like it might not be. They this family, the Biden family, and Joe tries to be this down to earth guy. You know, I, I, you know, we didn't have a lot of money growing up, and I used to I used to whip black people with chains when I was a lifeguard. I mean, literally says racist things on a regular basis, like they can get away with it, and. Yet we, yeah, we have his son who is just, is there a better example of what privilege is on the planet? The guy literally films himself committing crimes on a regular basis. It's like, wait, before I commit this crime, make sure the camera's on and make sure we give it to the world and nothing happens to him. Yet we hear everything going on with all the investigations and all of these investigations, and all the news reports we see, none of them have any hard evidence. It's like yeah. they intentionally strip them of evidence, make, make them based on hearsay so people will fight. And then Hunter Biden's like stabbing people in the face on camera while he's jerking off, and nobody does anything. Well, the only one who has more privilege than Hunter Biden is probably Stacey Abrams. They're just going about it in different ways. They both have their own strategies. It seems to be working out beautifully for both of them. Yep. So, hey, you know. Oh, no, yeah, right. I can't. Don't get me wrong. If Hunter Biden said, I'm, I have a party at this time at this place, I would at least show up and kind of look around from the outside to see what kind oh, yeah. of weird thing was going on there. But so Stacey Abrams, right. Stacey Abrams is very smart, so I don't want to take that away from her, which I think that's what's dangerous about her is how smart she is. But she is a little bit robotic, and I think she's gotten propped up by the media. I think the media has largely glorified her. I think in her public performances that she's done on like CNN and stuff, I don't think she does a good job. I think she tries to be this just this woman too much when – she really is in her realm when she is talk speaking at activists like Netroots Nation activists conferences, when she's speaking at churches, when she's in her her parents were both pastors. I, like one of the clips I found was of her mom on an obscure obscure Christian website of her mom giving a sermon at a church years ago. It was an all black church and it was the most racist sermon I've ever heard in my life. And during the sermon, she said something about my daughter burned that flag down there on the steps of the Capitol and started laughing. I don't think they know that. And I was like, they do now, motherfucker. Because um, we played on WSB after that, and within the hour, they had flipped the story. See, what Stacey Abrams and them do, these activists, politicians are the same way. They only exist. They're only relevant if the conflicts and problems they claim to be offering solutions to exist and are exacerbated. So if they truly were solving the problems they claimed they were trying to solve, they would make themselves obsolete. And obviously, as we see people like Pelosi in there for her entire life, they don't ever make themselves obsolete. So under the guise of solving problems, they intentionally cause division and make the problems much, much worse. So someone like Stacey, who 
on the surface, like they tried to spin it when they, they heard us say this on WSB, Stacey, she got the Confederate flag symbol mo- removed from the Georgia flag. She's a civil rights hero. And I'm like, oh, really? Well, then why didn't she make that the platform of her entire governor campaign? Why is she just now mentioning it 30 minutes after we say it? For the f- Nobody had said this because I looked it up. Nobody, had, nobody knew about this. After we say it on WSB, why are her and the New York Times suddenly spinning this fantasy? It's because what her group was doing was actually sabotaging an effort to get that thing removed because – if it got removed, that would be one less issue that they could use to build up their power and build up her political career. The Democrat governor, the black police of ch- uh, uh, pl- chief of police, they begged her group to stop doing these activist tactics, burning the flag on the steps, because there was already a bipartisan effort going on to remove that symbol. And they told her, you are sabotaging our effort, and it will not go through if you keep doing this. And she stopped it by sabotaging it. And then fast forward, whatever, 25 years later, they're trying to say that she's the one who got it removed. These people are just con artists of the highest degree. And I recommend this book way too often. People probably get annoyed who listen all the time. But The Big Con is a book written like in, the, I think it's like the 1930s maybe. This guy, this writer, he went around with these traveling con artists. And he just, like, they're like a circus almost. And they went from town to town, and he documented everything that did, everything they did. He documented the terms that they called everything. He documented the, the tactics and tricks and told the stories. And it was just really interesting because what they would do sometimes is they would go take over entire towns, and they would get a space there, and they would do this like in the matter of a couple of weeks. They would build out a fake like horse racing place, completely fake. They would fill it up with people who they paid from around the town or buddies of theirs. So these, everyone in there is an actor being paid one way or another to create an atmosphere that this is an actual real horse betting location. And they did it all for like one really big wealthy target who they were just trying to clean out. And they would have someone draw that person to that town. The police and the politicians in that town would all be in on it. Everyone in the frickin' wow. town is in on the con except for the guy who they drew in whose money they were trying to take. And when I think about that compared to right now, I'm like, that makes a lot of sense. The police, the politicians, the, the government, that doesn't mean they're all in on it. But it makes it's a lot more plausible because a lot of people just have a hard time believing that the people we're supposed to trust might actually be the biggest liars of all. But there's a history to it. It's crazy because there's so much corruption that's been uncovered in police, you know, not just like bigger areas. Like there's so many corrupt cops and it it doesn't take all of them. That's what you get. I think that's what you mean is you, you don't need everybody in on it, just a couple key people that are paid off and. Absolutely, dude. Totally. Like, I, yeah. And some people are corrupt. They don't even realize, not on purpose. Like, they can. I got arrested one time. I, so I've been on kind of both ends uh, of this thing. I got arrested two of the times I've been arrested before. Usually it was like when I was a kid, underage drinking, um, open. <laughs> but yeah. Um, excuse me. One of the times I was in Dyer, I think it was Dyer, so Dubuque, Iowa, where the Field of Dreams is. Is when I is before is when I lived in Chicago. I went on a trip over there, and it was wait, a really there's a place town. in Iowa called the Field of Dreams. Yeah, that's really? where the movie, the Field Nothing of Dreams there. thing. Yeah, totally. It's it's all there's <laughs> nothing there except that, and you can go play baseball on it. And yeah, you see a bunch of dads like trying to hit home runs and, and hit like really hard ground balls with like five year old uh, kids. It's like maybe chill out a little bit on that. But that'd be me. Cool. Except I'd miss the ball entirely. Right. Well, it's uh, yeah. No, I I think I don't think I hit. Two, I was trying to hit a home run. I think I end up nubbing one to the first baseman when I got to take my at bat, my my legit at bat that I had. Yes. In the field of dreams. Ooh, 
Um, there's nothing yeah. else in that town except one strip club with one stripper. There's one stripper in the strip club. And when we first got there, me and my friend were looking around. We're like, this is like the smallest you know, podunk town we've ever seen. And you know, we were young and we were drinking. And I was like, we should probably just run or something if the cops tried to get us, which is a really smart thing to do if you're in a town that you know nothing about and you have nowhere to go. Definitely a good idea. And so we were walking out of this strip club where I'm serious. There was one stripper and like 12 guys all surrounding the stage throwing like pennies at her. And oh, I saw a police officer when I walked out and, and I had this bottle of beer in my hand because we we're like, we'll just open container this because who cares? And I saw the cop and I threw the bottle and I just ran for no reason whatsoever. Uh. And they all started chasing me. And I, so I, I ran cross country when I was in high school and I'd run marathons. I can't do that anymore, but I used to have, I used to be fast and have a lot of endurance in my head. I'm like, they'll never fucking catch me. Not, not realizing that I haven't, I don't know anything about the landscape of this, this you know, town. And so I ran really fast right into a fence that I tried to climb. Then I got yanked down very violently by four police officers who thought they had really caught someone who must have had something because why else would you run, you know? So, they're f you know, filling my pockets and stuff. They're like, what's in here? And they're screaming at me and screaming at me. And I'm, I'm like, a travel toothbrush and a pocket notebook full of dick jokes. And they pulled it out. And that's exactly what was in there. There was no drugs. There's nothing else in there. And they're like, why did you run? I'm like, I'm an idiot. I don't know. I'm sorry. And um, so like this crazy white kid. <laughs> exactly. They beat my ass, but I deserved to have my ass beat because I did something stupid there. I'm, I, I'm glad they didn't shoot me. I, I didn't do anything aggressive towards them. I completely ran from them, but I deserved it. I mean, that was one of the dumbest things. I've, I was probably, that was probably the dumbest thing I've ever done in my life. And fast forward years later, I got arrested. I got pulled over for a traffic. I didn't have a term to use my traffic signal. The guy said it was in a kind of a rougher part of Atlanta. And I usually dress, uh, I usually wear like a t-shirt, you know, like a rock and roll t-shirt from Target. It makes it look like I went to a concert I never went to and like jeans with a hole in it. And I usually don't look like banker Brad. Like Brad is usually like a frat boy banker type thing. So I don't usually look like that. But when I used to do corporate improv trainings where we go in and we do like communication games uh, for a corporation, stuff like that, I would dress up and I would look like a, a banker type Brad. And so I got pulled over looking like that in a rougher neighborhood and it was a young younger black police officer and my license was he ran it and it was suspended and it shouldn't have been suspended because I had gotten a ticket previously and paid it but it did not they did not put it into the computer system so I holy was, shit was, the same thing happened to me yeah and really? I got pulled over but go ahead yes did same thing in Chicago. I sure did uh, yeah it sucks I've ever been arrested in my whole and, life I had my kid with me Oh my gosh, that's terrible. It was a oh, yeah, I'm it was so done. sorry. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, so they arrest you for that. And it's not even the getting arrested part of it wasn't like I didn't care. I, I know that that's something that he can't control, but what he could control was that he called all his other police friends, his other buddies in the area. They were all oh black guys. And then he double handcuffed me. I was obviously not a threat to anybody. I was cooperating. I was not doing anything. And, and the size of a toothpick. Right. Yeah, I was. Yeah, it was even even thinner than I am now back then. And he's walking me up and down the sidewalk on what's Moreland Avenue, like parading me around, like, look at this prize that I got. And this big old honky. They, right. They're all laughing and snickering at me. I knew what was going on, but I didn't I didn't care. Um, I had a friend who was a police officer and I knew that I was just going to call him. And he's going to help me out when I got when I got in there. And he did. But the this guy's boss so an older guy came up 
with the armored police car that they put me, they double handcuffed me, put me in an armored police oh car. And he came back and he got in the armored police car with me, he sat down and he, he apologized to me. He said, look, I know what they're doing here. And he explained to me, he said, this is a newer cop. He's only been on the force a little while. And he's just showing off. His, I mean, he told me that he was doing it because I was a white guy. I mean, he explicitly told me that and he apologized. Wow. And I was like, dude, I, it's fine. I don't care. I, I didn't. I was just like, let's just date me there. Let's get this over with. I don't care. Well, it could have been worse. I could have got shot. So, right. So, like, I, I've been. You can't even say that. It's weird to say I was racially. Uh, it's racially discriminated against because I, I. I don't. I wasn't oppressed. It was just. It was a fucking problem that happened with the, the recorder's court, and I had to spend twelve hours in a weird jail and have be paraded up and down. I mean, it's a story to tell, but there's also. This, I think the point is that cops sometimes you do things that they respond to. Other times, they might do some wrong stuff, and, and so I think it's not like. It is easy to talk about this shit in a you know in a monolith or whatever they call it or just broadly and generally, but I, I think that that is what really is insulting to people who are either whether they're a cop or whether they're LGBTQI, which I think that's truly like insulting that they just assume everybody who falls into one of those categories must all agree on everything all the time and uniformly just reject everything that those who aren't in that group say. It's collectivism. It's stripping away yeah. the individualistic aspect of aspect of things, and yeah, I don't know what my whole point on that was. I think we were talking about comps, but that was like I don't know. A, a no, but that is funny because the uh, the traditional LGB original group, uh, a lot of them are trying to distance themselves from this new uh, whatever this has become because they're like, whoa, we're not about flopping our dicks around on in public on Pride Week. Like that's not what we're totally. about. Well, gay men and gay women. They believe in gender. I mean, I would presume that they believe in gender identities, and I think that that opposes the the trans narrative. Does it not? Isn't that part of the thing with the trans narrative that gender your roles or identities aren't real, or they're social? Yeah, you were yeah. just talking about that yesterday. I think. It like, if, uh, I have if a, a clip. If there's a gay people, there's two gay dudes, right, and one yeah. of them transitions. Does that make him still gay, or does that Dude. like how does that work? Yeah, so I, I asked that question yesterday on the show, and I haven't researched it. It probably came off flippant to people who have researched it, but you can only research so much stuff. But that is something that comes into people's heads, that confusion over if you're in a, a gay relationship, say two men, and one of them decides that they want to identify as a woman, and they're going to stay in this relationship, though. Are they now in a hetero relationship, and are they protected from monkeypox? That was my question. Uh, yeah. <laughs> but somebody sent me something today after i talked about that and here's what it said on the uh, headline they sent me it said is it tv star divorces husband announces self as trans woman is now engaged to a gay girl and i'm like oh my gosh i, I can't i don't i yeah i can't even process that but i feel like that's what we were talking about yesterday. <laughs> um wait so okay start, <laughs> right. start back at the beginning there so she was straight yeah, let's break this down. Yeah, she TV star divorces husband. You need bullet points. <laughs> yeah, announces self as trans woman. So if it's a trans woman, wouldn't that, that make it, it must have been man? a man? So it must have been right. married to a man in gay relationship. I never got that one either. Oh. I'm a trans man or a trans woman. Does it's, that mean you're originally a woman? Yeah. I th yeah, I think. So who's the TV woman, star? Is it a gay couple? It must be a gay couple. I wonder. Yeah, I wonder who it is. I, there's a picture, but I can't tell who this is. It says is now engaged to a gay girl. So, is that a traditional girl though, or no, just a gay? Girl. That was my other question. If the whole idea is equality and the same thing, oh, yeah, then why are we girl. adding trans to the title? 
I, I, I get, think like, we just ran out of shit to categorize. Right. And, um, it's intersectionality, identity politics, you know. and control shit. It's, it's meant to like cause us to have our minds just explode all over the wall. Yeah, it's to, all like, meant to down, confusion. You know? confusion and division. There's an article. Yeah, I'm never going to understand most of that, I don't think. No, yeah, the article? There's an article about a teacher sleeping with a student uh, like a month and a half ago. And the articles that were being shared in the mainstream, because you know, you always click on those because it's like, is she hot? Uh, it was know, like a ten-year-old boy, wasn't it? He was like from when he was ten to thirteen or something. That's not the one that I'm wow. thinking about. I think I remember that one too. This one, what struck me was that the entire article, every article in the mainstream anyway, pr promoted on Drudge, Yahoo News, and all that, they all referred to the person, the student, as student or they or them, and the teacher as she. And I was like, and they made it sound like the they or them was how it was described in the court documents and how police described it. And I was like, that's strange. They're not even explaining that to us. It's like, they say that knowing it's going to be confusing, but not explaining it because knowing it's confusion, because I think they just want to start using it subtly, making it the norm where if you don't want to be called there, then you have to say, no, 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 call me he or she or whatever. But it, it turns out, and I suspected this because I went and found the actual video from the actual police officer at the local news site, and it was different. I heard the police officer and I saw the article. He very much described the student as a she. It was a female student sleeping with a female teacher who thought she was in love with the teacher at a school where this was the second time in less than two years a choir teacher had gotten caught grooming the students. And they didn't say wow. anything about any of that in the mainstream articles. Uh, of course it why why would they why would they yeah it's like why <laughs> yeah it would never Dude, okay so not to pivot too far away but i did before we get out of here i want to get your uh take on the whole i know you've talked about it on your show but we haven't talked about this on ours yet just because we haven't really been keeping up too much with current events but the whole timing of the mar-a-lago raid with the january 6 hearings like what oh, right. it, yeah. it's so right there it's like the perfect thing they needed right it's as, just or evidence maybe it's not. i right. can't tell Evidence of everything that they're doing, showing that it's true. That's how the media is portraying it anyway. We now have evidence that's validating everything said in the January 6th hearings, which these statements in and of themselves show that everything that was going on in the January 6th hearings was, is not validated if they need uh, this event, which it in no way validates it because they've actually shown us nothing, and they're not going to show us anything. They're, they're going to keep it vague. So obviously like they did it at the same time to coordinate this whole narrative to, to fuel into that because it would it's like the january 6 hearings it's like they do this on tv you know a popular show even though this one wasn't popular it, it has its final episode and everybody's like oh man can't wait for the next season and they give a teaser but then something happens that really gets you excited about it that is related to that next season some sort of maybe a, a after the credits uh scene or something like that except to a little little bigger here with the the raid i don't even i don't even know if you call it a raid it's confusing how they're calling it but dude it's bigger than 911 bro it, i know it's, it's crazy how many things Holocaust. have been bigger than that. Who, who is it that said that bro God, i, I don't people. remember i, I saw it, it too it's probably a lot fucking of people ridiculous it's probably stelter <laughs> nothing <laughs> even what nothing what happened nothing fucking happened they, they won't tell us what happened. they let either. they let them in didn't they like 
it's just as empty as the as the January six hearings. And Garland, so everybody was showing what Garland said. They're like, Garland, he makes a statement about the case, and that's out of the ordinary. That shows that he means business. And we know Garland, he's been getting a lot of pressure to move faster on the actual investigations. He is very measured. He would not do anything like this if there was not something there. So that became the whole narrative that the simple fact that A.G. Garland actually took this action is evidence in and of itself that there is something damning there against Trump, although we have no idea what it is. And then he puts out the the warrant there, which we knew beforehand the warrant's going to show nothing. It was a ploy. And I said before they even put that out, I said on the show, I was like, look, they're going to put the warrant out. The warrant isn't what we want to see. We want to see this fucking affidavit. That's like 75, 80 pages. And then they started talking about the affidavit. And then they came out at the DOJ and said, we object to letting the affidavit come out because well, sources and, and measures and, and people who are our informants could be jeopardized. What is, are, are they going to out somebody in Trump's inner circle and the next day that person's going to be everybody. breaking news? Three members of Trump's inner circle found hanging to death on a gallow built for Mike Pence originally. It's just an absurd story they're trying to propagate to us. And what, what I was talking about is that it's this idea of intentional vagueness that they use as a weapon against us because it keeps people engaged. It keeps people thinking that their side is right, and it never clears up any of the confusion, and it always prevents people from eliminating that divide and coming together. If they were to come out and release that affidavit in full, my speculation is that one way or the other, people would come to a conclusion on it and it would dissipate the conflict around it. I, I think that probably it would show that there was nothing there and that the FBI overreached. But if it didn't, if it showed that Trump was in there murdering people, then I think most Trump supporters would go, whoa, I had no idea. But they operate under the assumption that even if they saw that, if there was like images of Trump stabbing babies in the eye in that affidavit, they would still be like MAGA 2024. I don't. I think that that's bullshit. And MAGA now or total, MAGA Ultra. Or yeah, something. MAGA Ultra, Dark Brandon. It's, we live in we live in a fucking meme, is what we live in. We are all yeah. little players in it's a, a LARP. meme. It's all yeah, just we're a, LARP. Just a giant fucking LARP, dude. We all put on our furry costumes and start fucking walking each other's dogs like one of Joe Biden's fucking White House employees does. Did you guys know this? <laughs> he hired somebody in February who, in his spare time, he walks people who dress as giant dogs. Like, I saw one of these wow. things on TLC once. I love the Learning Channel because they have the crazy uh, – the guy who's like, I have to break to my father today that I've been in love with my – 1996 Corolla for six years. We've been in a relationship. Then it cuts to like a scene of him making out with the front of his car. And he's like, my dad's coming over. I'm really nervous about how he's going to react. It was like, this is really entertaining. Um, I hope he's, I hope he's like playing all of this and he doesn't really believe this, but this is where you see this guy. I saw this story about this guy who was like a manager of a, a grocery store. So I had like a decent day job. And at night when he got home, he put on a full dog suit. He ate out of a bowl on the ground and he slept in a crate. And he had a, somebody down the street who is, I can't remember what they call them, who every day is his person who walks him and they do weird sexual stuff. That type of person, that's who they hired in the White House is somebody who is the walker of these people who live as dog furries. Can you imagine that? We always worry about background searches when you're getting a job. Somebody does a background search and they're like, oh, well, this candidate here puts a ball gag in his buddy's mouth and walks him up and down his neighborhood street. Let's hire him. Yet, if you, this guy was outside the Capitol, he's two miles away from the Capitol on January 6th, we can't hire him. In fact, we better alert the FBI. It's just really crazy.
Welcome yep. to the Matrix. Yeah, yeah, dude. <laughs> Do you guys think we're in a simulation? What do y'all think? Uh, an organic oh, simulation, 100%. Yeah. Right. It's all about the definition. Yeah. Yeah, I don't think it's computer code. It's not like, I mean, even though a lot of things do resemble zeros and ones, I don't think it's, we're actually in a computer. But it I is. Think uh, I think we're in like a realm. Like we're in a, we're in a controlled environment. We're in a construct, like a holodeck. I don't think there, there's a, there's an out. There's an out through death, maybe. <laughs> yeah. It's definitely infinite. So like, I don't like, there's definitely limitations here. 100%. Not saying that, but like. I'm also kind of at, at the point where if you think, have you seen Imagination Land episode of South Park where there was uh, a world? Maybe. I don't think so. Well, there was a world of every single thing that had ever been imagined. And there was all the like, you know, <laughs> wow. you know, fucking good stuff on the one side of a wall, actually. <laughs> yeah. And then there was like fucking Predator and Alien and, and fucking Jason and shit. And, uh, yeah, I think we'll everything you can fucking think of exists. They were ahead of the trans movement too when Cartman <laughs> became a, or one of the characters became a dolphin or something like that. Yeah, dude. <laughs> it was um, it was uh, Kyle's dad. It was Kyle's dad, the the one who has the weed farm. No, no, that's Stan's dad. Stan's dad. Okay. Stan's dad's the one that gave himself gave himself ball cancer so he could yeah, get so marijuana. Weed, so. He's like bouncing yeah, around on the streets on him. <laughs> I gotta tell you, I don't know if you've seen the more recent episodes, but I can't get Car uh, Cartman's great tits out of my mind, to be honest with you. Oh, <laughs> They're great here. It's just crazy what you can do with animations that you can't do. Can you imagine that being like a live action thing and they put a kid with giant, like huge fake tits and all the other kids can't <laughs> stop staring at them? Which is exactly well, what happens so, uh, with the first girl to get boobs when you're a kid. You know, everybody stares at her. Hey, they did an episode on that too. Different. <laughs> <laughs> Tell me about that vest. I didn't get the story on that. Oh, dude, you know, I fucking play airsoft and I just went oh, legit cool. bat, so I was just being silly. Yeah, hell yeah, dude. I love the, the airsoft episode, my... speaking of South Park, too. Oh, yeah, that was <laughs> sick. It was actually pretty good. I'm going to have to catch up on South Park. Shit. It's yeah, like I mean, the only show really that it hasn't good. gone full woke, you know? Uh, so yeah, the CW, yeah. which we're all way too old to watch CW, but I, I still more did sometimes. awake. Totally awake. Hijacked word you can't woke. find a show on the CW that doesn't have like nine biracial lesbian couples and one like really, really just like, like, like white male character who is the biggest pussy and like. It's always a beta, is, yeah. Totally. It's uh, except, oh. yeah, and they canceled the ones that didn't, and then the entire they ended up canceling all their shows basically, and they're selling the remaining shows to I think Disney Plus. It, it's along with that, and this goes into that ESG stuff with these companies trying to be woke, hope, hope trying to bank on getting more money from the ESG investors and their their audience. They they canceled. I think it was the Batwoman or Batgirl. I can't remember which one it was. They canceled recently because they they, oh, they reviewed it. it. Yeah, the one that they were going to bring back. A lesbian or something like that. I remember right. Yeah. That. There was uh, the one they were bringing that who played Batman, Ke Keatman. Everybody was excited. They're bringing Michael Keatman back to play Batman and <laughs> like small roles in three different films. And that was one of them. And they ended up canceling it because they tested it with audiences and audiences were like, this is fucking terrible. And so they just, yeah. They test it with like half the, half the population. And That's like what happened with the Umbrella Academy. Did you ever watch the Umbrella Academy? Oh God, I watched the first two seasons and then uh, right. we're on the third one now. 
Yeah, it's do painful. you notice that the, what happens right at the end of every episode when the music starts? Do you, the first thing you see? No. What? No. Pay, what? Next episode, oh, make sure you pay oh, attention. Okay. It's I know giant it letters when they list the cast. Oh, Elite right. Page. Yeah. Yeah, Byers himself gets the top billing, and then everybody else's name comes in and smaller. They had to force the storylines about him, her, and it's just so bad. And nobody messed up one time. They immediately just start calling Vanya Victor. No mess ups. They call her him or whatever. You know, it's unreal. They (laughs) and there's no there's no political like no political. um, no box they didn't check. Narrative it that they're not checking. They're we haven't thorough. finished it, but we're on where the one girl loses her child, but then and she turns all mental. But then one yeah. uh, one of the brothers gets a kid. It's not it doesn't really end up being his kid, but then right. she's like, "Well, at least you have a kid. Be grateful." And it's like, okay, it's really well, painful right, yeah. to get through. Like I, I'm like, I want to <laughs> see what happens, but I don't know if I'll watch another season of this after this. Like it was totally different writing, totally different acting. The characters are like 180s of who they were in the first two se- seasons. Totally, yeah, totally I think became about. Yeah, really bad. And it's all about identity. Ellie, everything's about identity. It's a weapon. Stacey Abrams is actually giving speeches at Brookings Institution, advocating for the use of identity politics, saying that identity politics has been very good to her, has helped her gotten to where she is today. It's very open and honest, but I think it's a terrible thing. And that show. The first couple of episodes, they, they, I guess they recognized it and they lit it better as they moved on. But Elliot Page looks like really like unhealthy in the way that yeah. they, they light him. I, I, yeah, she's uh, she looks like she's malnourished and maybe maybe needs to see a therapist for real. Really does, yeah. And I definitely. I like how they, oh, go ahead. So I definitely think they're trying to co- collapse society. I uh, I went to this thing called Maryland Leadership Workshops, which is like a summer camp. And they're trying to teach us about stereotypes, and you know, I you know, f- f- fuck a negative stereotype, but like, they're a stereotype for a reason, and not you know, I have no no uh, um, hate in my heart saying that, but so they gave us uh, three pictures of three different people. It was a like gangster looking dude, this like stoner looking like metal guy and this like preppy looking white girl and then they gave three different descriptions it was like i like pop music and la da 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 and then the other one was like i like um working on cars and and heavy metal and stuff and the other one was like i like rap music and whatever and they're like pick which one you think they are and it was just like the most stereotypical you could absolutely get. And it was just like, well, what fucking one do you think we were going to pick? I know. Yeah, they live in stereotypes, but at the same time, they're like, don't label me. You can't label me. I am what I am. But they'll be the first to call you a straight white male and you're the problem yeah. and that's yeah that's cis. part of their brainwashing yeah you cis white man brainwashing Dude, i don't understand brand. that term at all cis who fucking made that up they like impose that on us i, I don't adopt cis dude. i don't say i'm a cis that's just dumb term dude and they're trying, to force it on us. they're trying to rape it onto yeah. us like they do everything else there they go with the over categorizing right it's yeah. that intersectionality stuff you just keep going to the top of the ladder and it's like that movie where you fight to be the last one so the I guess the somebody, a person of color, which is 
I think somebody referenced this the other day. I was like, I feel like Joe Biden just calls black people colored people when the cameras <laughs> on. And, or worse. Yeah. And you, if you're handicapped, <laughs> you know. Yeah, right. Exactly. Probably definitely, worse. Definitely, definitely worse. So like I've been I, I've been cast in a number of of black television shows where I play a goofy white guy. And I have auditioned for dozens and dozens of roles as a goofy white guy in black shows. I've played redneck murder like uh terrorist type characters in uh, a handful of things and i've auditioned for those types of characters a number of times because i'm skinny i have big eyes and i have southern accent and i can play redneck there's a reason for st- now it doesn't mean that everybody is a stereotype but it also when people think in stereotypes that they've imposed upon us to society and the way they react to us and react to others i think it's a little bit of a trick for them to then turn around and damn you and, and condemn you when you operate based on the things that they created. And this yeah. whole idea about misgendering is such a con, is such a fraud. A person who is genuine and legitimate, and I know some of you guys probably do too, who have transitioned. I know a comic who was a, was a guy, looks like a guy in my opinion. Uh, he has done had the surgery, at least he has breast. I, I don't know if he's done the other surgery. And he dresses like a woman. I would mess up all the time. I'd say, hey, man, dude, I'd always apologize because I wasn't trying to do it. But he didn't jump on me and and say I was misgendering him, film it, put it on TikTok, and try and ruin me because he's cool or she's cool. See, I'm messing up again. She's cool. But the things we see on TV with these people who are taking cameras around and they're doing the shit that Stacey Abrams' father taught her to do, to go in and cause a scene where you're the victim and you can turn around and use – at the time, they didn't have portable cameras, but now you can always turn that around, send it to CNN, send it to some popular TikTok account or, or Twitter account, and you're going to get – and have your GoFundMe page set up already. Have that, I oh, got yeah. misgendered, and it hurts GoFundMe page set up. I mean, you'll have 10 grand, 20 grand by the end of the day with this con, and that other person's life will be ruined until they go and – that's the good thing, though, is that the other side of that has kind of risen up where people will just act against it. And they'll be like, well, hey, I'll give you a job if you got persecuted by those people. So that's good. It's the victim mentality thing is just I think it's getting out of hand. And we've said on the last couple of shows, we think there's going to be a backlash to that. I don't think this is going to last that much long. It can't like everybody's starting to catch on, you know, and I mean, I hope. Well, people are falling victim to it themselves. And then they're, I think, having their eyes opened like. Yeah, like uh, dude, so many people are stuck in the same fucking mindset that they had in 12th grade. Right. Yeah, right. Okay. Yeah, high school. Most people like, dude. Sorry. That's how, yeah. That, I mean, that is, that's a good way to look at it. Cause that's how they, it's kind of like they're the overlord standing up in the, the, the private room in the high school, looking down upon everybody yeah. saying, there's the, there's the nerds. There's the weird people. There's the drama kids. <laughs> there's all the racists. Let's, let's see how we can move them around and have them fight against each other. And then they, they throw things out there. And a lot of the stuff they do, I I think is bas- it's easy to be reactive to all this shit because you know we're not in our towers in the sky and we don't have endless amounts of money and resources where we can think broadly and 50 years in advance like they claim to do all the time. So we have to react to things. We have to make money and put food on the table, and they exploit that. They even talk about at Davos, or they're like the problem right now with everything. The reason it's holding up the Great Reset is is short termism. 
is this we need this long-termism thinking people are thinking about these short-term consequences of inflation and rising gas prices when we really need everyone to put standing in solidarity with ukraine first for the good of democracy around the world it's just like you're literally asking the world public to go against their natural survival instincts and make their children starve let their bank accounts run dry for the sake of standing in solidarity with ukraine to protect democracy against authoritarianism and they were insistent at davos they, they got every all these like 12 congress members were there and this british woman from i think the chatham house went around was like oh, oh can you promise us right here right now that that money is going to continue going over to to ukraine if America first Trumpers get elected in 2022. Like, like she's seriously anticipating it. We know there's some racist America first Trump people running. What if they win? Are you going to cut off that weekly billion allowance Zelensky's getting? And it's like, why does she even care? I mean, she's not from Ukraine. She, she's a British journalist, but they're all in for this bullshit, and it's so unnatural. And maybe that's why they're doing a lot of this shit, is they're trying to create this standard and normalcy of just unnaturalness around where being just natural and a human being becomes the the evil demon of society and then we all just become fucking robots but it's not gonna work i don't think they're fucking cowards and that's where it's going we're all gonna be robots it's gonna be westworld up in here you guys watch that westworld oh yeah 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 you haven't seen it you haven't seen any episodes i don't, dude, I don't watch much tv man that's good fuck yeah. all this programming dude yeah there. it is programming too it's it's like like even watch it to deconstruct it. It's like you better not fall asleep. That's when they'll slip that shit. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah man. Yeah. But check this out. My eleven-year-old oh, little brother asked me the other day, "What happened to uh, CV? What are we? Can I say it? Can I, the the thing everyone got the old jabby jab for? Oh yeah, oh, go yeah. for it." Fucking, okay. he said, "What happened to COVID?" And I just I didn't know what to say to Crank. him. I was like. Yeah, I was just like, uh, you Did know. you tell him to stop being racist? <laughs> <laughs> dude, I fucking canceled the shit out of him, dude. He's yeah, not dude, you gotta cancel him. I don't care how old he is. He needs to learn early in life. Maybe he can recover. It's like He's that, though. I, <laughs> now, I like to look at my progressive friends and just kind of look at him for a second and say, dude, you look like you're thinking racist thoughts. You need to get that. <laughs> They, they short out. They don't know what to do. They're like, no, no, I'm not. I have black friends. Colonizer. Very kind of you. I, yes, I, told, thank you. I told Cam the other day, you might've heard it, but the, I think it was the guy who got shot outside the Wendy's in Atlanta when he took the taser from the cops and yeah. yeah. And then they shot him and killed him. And they burned down that that wendy's after that happened and some people that Fuck's i know up, wendy's yeah i know they, they burned it down like yeah it's wendy's fault it's it's their fault all those there's people. a hardcore band yeah. that played a show in a wendy's totally. and it was it was <laughs> this this was a wendy's that was employed by a lot of a lot of black people too they just they just burned it down and so some people that i know that are in the arts community they're progressives they went down there because they were posting so the thing is you always have to show this stuff off you can't just go do an act of activism without broadcasting it and showing how virtuous you are because that's but actually it, recorded, part of it. it didn't happen everybody right, knows dude. that like, it's like going to the gym you didn't work out unless you show everybody on <laughs> facebook that you were at the gym <laughs> absolutely dude and that's part of like that's that's training for this esg social credit score thing that's why these companies have to be transparent and they all so all these companies that are aligned with it they publish 
sustainability, ESG, annual reports that they just started doing recently. So if you look up, you want to know if a company's doing that, just type in the name, type in sustainability report 2021 or 2022 PDF. And if it comes up, then they're ESG aligned and you can look at all of the woke actions that they're doing. And they have to put all that stuff in these reports because Klaus Schwab and all these guys and BlackRock require those reports to be published so that they can measure and calculate what their ESG score is and determine how much ESG funding they're going to get based on the amount of woke actions and policies they're implementing. One of the policies for many of these companies was to celebrate Juneteenth. We saw the hubbub about oh Juneteenth. There was a reason for that. It's in their fucking ESG report, and they get ESG points. And the same thing here is just, they're just training these people without even realizing it that they have to showcase their, their VAX thing. They have to show the sticker. They have to show what they're doing to clean up, even though they weren't really cleaning up the Wendy's, because – when if this stuff were to trickle down to the person and you have all these images on social media, we already know the FBI just collects any image of somebody who was within three states of Washington, D.C. on January 6th. And they use that as like, well, that's a basis for us to, to investigate this person. They're probably also doing that the other way. Oh, we saw that you did this good deed. Now we'll give you this credit and you'll be OK for a little while until you cross us. But at this Wendy's, all these white people created a, a white like a white fence, they call it like a white fence or a white line or something like that. And just a whole bunch of them, enough to circle the entire Wendy's, all held hands in a circle, creating a giant fence of white people around the Wendy's, protecting all of the black people who were on their hands and knees, actually cleaning up the destruction. If that's not the most oh racist God. thing I've ever heard, white people standing around, we'll protect you while you do all the work. It's, it's I don't know, how do you, they you get them that? with towels and shit? Right. It's just like, what the fuck? Go down and help us clean up if you want to fucking help. And the ironic part about it is a number of these people who were there, I've done improv shows with. And when you do improv shows, you have to do improv warm-ups. And to do an improv warm-up, you ha- it has, it's, the whole premise is it has to be no judgment. You can't judge what you say. You can't judge what the other person says because you have to trust that you will be supported in the scene. Or when you get on stage, you will question everything that you do. You will freeze up and nothing good will happen. So you have to be comfortable in responding in the moment. And to do that, you have to do these exercises, which can get really fucking dirty really quick, especially when people first start doing it once they actually let their guard down. And so a lot of these guys standing in this white chain, I've heard say the N-word dozens and dozens of times especially when they were in their experimental phase, say two black people in their group on stage where I've been like, I've been like, dude, I'm going to scale it back on, like, that's not really edgy. It's just going to make people get mad at you. And, and now they're in a fucking white line protecting people cleaning. It's just the way they can part, the, the media is able to compartmentalize the stuff in our minds and is, is the brain is the brain control trick. Oh, yeah. Oh. That's all it is. That's almost all. All it is is just it's all mind tricks, it's Jedi mind tricks on everybody. And it, the bad thing is that it it works. It works really well, especially Dude, on just, uh, white people. I found out, like I figured out, everything was bullshit when I was like sixteen. Yeah. Like what? I don't just did. Like I've never been able to wrap my mind around how like no one gives us like a single either. They don't give a fuck. Or they give way too much a fuck about <laughs> retarded shit. I'm gonna yeah. say like, fuck you. You're retarded. That's, yeah. I love that description. That's a great description of it. And uh, no, it's because it's, it's accurate. It's like, why? What the <laughs> fuck? Why are you doing this shit? You're way. You care way too much. What do you want? You care way too little. Why is everyone lying to me? What's going on here? Well, so what did did you know? You said 16. What like what woke you up when LSD. you were 16? 
LSD. <laughs> yeah, ding, ding, ding. Yeah, yeah. So I've been like talking way too much. How, I have, how have you guys been? It's fucking great, dude. We just yeah. came You're on to hear you rant. I love you guys. You guys are awesome. By the way. I, I still have my legit <laughs> bat bat on my keychain. Oh, hell yeah. Oh. yeah it's very nice. cool. Oh, I did want to say thanks. Systems Planet tipped us. He said Joe and Jen are the best hey. content on Rockman. That's you. I, I appreciate that. Hang on. There we go. Uh, while not true, we still appreciate it. Yeah. And also, hello, big country from Whiskey Beer Conspiracy. Oh, hey. Thanks for dropping in, everybody. Well, dude, tell everybody where they can find you guys before we get out of here. And uh, don't forget, audio listeners, I'm going to play Shane's rap song, his legit bat rap song at the end. So stay tuned Hell for that. Hell yeah, too. dude. Shout out Jane. Can I, before I do that, is that the three of you guys? Is that a new logo in the back I see there? Is that y'all in your Yeah. Uh, oh, yeah. Shout out to Bag Draws. He did uh, handmade, it, handmade fucking art. That's Ben's never here anymore. Awesome, so I got to cover dude. it. That's beautiful. <laughs> I, yeah. I'm, so what, the, what it looks like for those who are just listening is – it's a uh, legit bat. It's on a gold background, legit bat and cool uh, graphics. Um, and then it has the three it has our, our, our host here in like superhero uniforms in the midst of a fight. Looking yep. badass. That's awesome, dude. Action. I and Jen's that. ass. You got it right on point. Yep. There I love you go. It. <laughs> I remember what Monica had to read on the proper part. And she's yep. like, Jen, I, I love you. And you have a great butt. That was our That's introduction to you guys. That, I, and I remember that <laughs> forever, <laughs> too. So whenever I think about you guys. Two years I'm like, ago. I'm like, Joe and Jen with a good butt. Yeah. Right. yeah. yeah. Legit butt. Hey, big Shane, I'm sure you have a wonderful backside as well. <laughs> dude, uh, you know, I got to wear a belt. Yeah, but you're a rapper, though. <laughs> I, I mean, uh, uh, I'm definitely way more of a metal musician. Whatever, dude. I love people who do music. I, I'm so bad at music, and I, I just wish I were better at it. But I, I oh, like, practice makes perfect. I'm gonna say this: I do not believe in talent. Right. So, I mean, work. except for except for singers. Singers have good, just natural. Like, I've heard good natural singers that need a good, like good vocal coach because they're fucking off key and shit, yeah. but they have a pretty voice. Yeah. But then there's people who can sing the perfect notes, but their voice is god awful. Yeah. Like yeah. Matthews. I'm one of those people. Yeah, I'm, I'm one of those people as well. I'm a, I, I like to sing karaoke, and I try and choose the songs you can talk through, like David Allen Coe shit. So I keep mask up my. How about Lou Reed? Just do a Lou Reed song. There you go. No well, yeah, dude. I, Take yeah, a I used walk to love singing fucking redneck songs at karaoke nights when I lived in Chicago because people did not. They were just really mesmerized by that redneck accent. So I'd be like, "Yeah, hey, I'm from I'm down south, boys," and they'd be like, "What?" All you gotta do is bust out Cotton Eye Joe or Black Betty. I love Cotton and Black Betty, Cotton Eye Joe. Bam Blam. Bam Blam. All right, Binkley, <laughs> tell us where we can find you and all your shit. You can find the Propaganda Report just on any podcasting platform where you get your podcast and patreon.com slash propaganda report, rockfin.com slash propaganda report, and also on locals at propaport.locals.com is what I believe the, the website is there. I, I'm don't have a just a regular website so that's where all my stuff is to check it out thanks for having me on i feel like i talked way too much i was looking forward to, to catching up and i just ran my mouth the whole time uh, yeah I, I appreciate you guys Turn having me mouth. on i it's um Dude, yeah you guys are i was on cam show and I, I was on you guys are the first show that i've i've been on outside of when i was on cam show right after uh right after i i took over the propaganda report so I, I mean, I'm excited that I got to come on. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah, we'll do it more yeah. often. Yeah, uh, If you have time, of course. And Shane, tell us where we can find your staff. 
Boom. I knew some, but I didn't know it all, Pod. Newsome, get rid of the K. It's a play on my last name. Uh, not related to Gavin. <laughs> uh, not related to Gavin, okay? Um, you can right. check out Horns Up, my heavy metal podcast with Dan Unaki Dan from Rising from the Ashes, Andy Rouse from the Deep Share podcast, Jeff Fernandez from Infinite Rabbit Hole and Shadow Band, and Jay Hennahan from How to Kill a Sacred Cow. And that is who was featured on the rap song y'all's about to hear. And if y'all want a custom intro song for your podcast, a just custom song for your loved one, a custom song for yourself, hit me up. Got good rates, great turnaround time. But bam, that's me, Shane Newsom. Oh yeah, you can. Uh, I gotta get a better email address because my email address is I knew some, but I didn't know it all. Pod at gmail.com. Damn, um, that's a, long. Really <laughs> fucking long, really fucking long. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Shane, so I have to say that I think I would have a Instagram. blast hanging out with you because I, I can already yeah. tell. Like some, of my, I think that I would really, I think we'd have fun chilling. Out. We'd all have fun chilling out together. But I just met oh, you, okay. Shane. But I, I think that um, you'd probably crack me up, dude. I mean, I've had a blast <laughs> hanging out with you tonight, man. Yeah. Well, thanks for coming on. Yeah, dude. thanks for coming, you guys. Yeah, thanks for uh, that yeah. Thank you so yeah, much. Thanks for the song, too. That's awesome. I, I will oh, put that on the end. Uh, thanks, everybody, in the live chat and audio listeners. You know where you can find us on Rockfin. We'll see you next time. I got a legit yeah, suck my dad dick. I got a bad sack. I'm gonna roll it up in a split. It's legit, don't forget. One of the funniest motherfucking podcasts on the planet. I'm sure that's a plane. I don't know what to think. Everything going insane. So it's been his verse to keep you from verses. Maybe you'll stay in your hurt. My old lady has multiple purses. Multiple purpose. The chaos disperses. We traverse as infinite universes. Look at me now. I'm switching the flow. I woke up and spitting this microphone on your peeps. About this hot shit, dad. I'm about to speak no more. Yeah, me this beat. Yeah, I think it's easy.
champion. Go fuck yourself too. Please. I will eat.